0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله ajma'in. أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome to Radio Islam on our programs this month we are focusing to a great extent on our self-care on looking after ourselves and the many ways in which we can honor and take care of ourselves Today our guest takes us through more about self-care, about why it's important, about how it plays a crucial role to our mental health as well as our physical health. We're talking today to motivational speaker, author, coach, unschooler, and digital nomad, Sister Nazneen Mukaddam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Nazneen.
1: Welcome to Radio Islam. (coughs) Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh for having me on.
0: It's such a pleasure, and we're
1: really looking
0: forward to learning more from you on how we can all take care of ourselves, hopefully better this year, insha'Allah, uh, being able to make better choices because we will have more awareness from our time with you, insha'Allah. And, and and perhaps if we can begin by asking you, um, and I, I'm sure in your line of work it's something that you may be hearing very often, uh, if you could take take us more through this, and that is, we talk about priorities when it comes to looking after ourselves how does prioritizing our self-care impact on our daily life as well as our resilience uh, as individuals take us through more on the positive angles of this please
1: alhamdulillah so um Self-care, if we have to really delve into what it really is um, and take away all the fads of like bubble baths and pink coffees, etc., that's doing the rounds on the Internet, um, we break it down and we see that self-care is actually when we live well and um, we have a self-awareness and we treat ourselves with compassion and grace so that we can recharge and refuel ourselves to be able to have Um, the energy and the verve to go through life and be able to serve humanity, if you will. So, um... Prioritizing intentional self care not only reduces stress, but also equips us with the mental fortitude to face life's challenges. And it fosters, like, an emotional well being. Um, it enhances our mental c- capabilities. Um, you know, it just basically establishes a foundation for increased resilience in the face of adversity. And if we look at where we've come from, um, you know, since 2020 and COVID and lockdown and um, all the adversity we've been through in terms of, you know, financial, social, um, environmental. Um, we, we, we see that we've really faced challenges, you know, and even now there's still remnants of it um, that are being experienced personally, globally, um, in the business field, in the homes. Um, people are having long COVID symptoms and are still, you know, having health challenges. And we find that we need to be so resilient in the face of all of that, um, And one of the ways that that we can do that is by embracing change um, and by looking at challenges, not as a negative, but more as a positive, you know, as an opportunity to overcome, as an opportunity for growth um, and to to embrace the change that, you know, that that comes with all of that adversity and self-care. Um, If we do it well, if we have the self-awareness of when we run down, um, if we have the self-awareness of, you know, where we're spreading ourselves thin, um, and if we really take into account all the, um, the facets of life of any human being, of any person, um, you know, and how they're they're balancing it all out. Because, like, I like to talk about it as as MBH or 3D wellness, um, which is mind, body, and heart, because that's the most concentrated focus that we have. However, it goes so much further than that and it can, we can only be impactful um you know in our self care if we actually take you know that entire wheel um into consideration and keep the wheel balanced
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Whoa, lots to think about
0: definitely on that uh, if if we could perhaps uh try and take it the, the next step further we often read or hear that there are links as you mentioned there's this entire connection with the mind the body the soul one of the ways uh, that maintaining a good standard of mental health contribute to our physical well-being take us through more on that please
1: okay so like i've said um mind body heart spirit um environment it's, it's all connected so if we look if we look at it in terms of the connection between um your physical well being and your mental well being, um, everything impacts eventually um, you know, on your spiritual well being. And so if we look at the amanat that we have um been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is our bodies, um, and taking care of your physical health, uh, you know, then obviously translates into the parts that we don't see because we can see our body. We can feel touch and you know take control of our body, um, but that that then would interpret your spiritual and your and your mental health and wellness. So, if we look in terms of, um, I'll give you three. No, six. Let's make it six. I'll give you. I'll give you an acronym with six letters. Um, if we if we translate that, um, the word or the acronym spells answer a-n-s-w-e-r okay uh, so when we talk about physical well-being we talk about air so breathing making sure um that we take proper breaths that we do deep breathing um islam is known to have never you know been a shallow breather um he was very um deliberate in the way that he walked and he was very deliberate in the way that he breathed so if we take from that sunnah you know breathing alone becomes um uh, you know something that we need to focus on and be more mindful of so air for a um N is nutrition and from here, we can, you know, glean so much from um, tib health, from uh, sunnah foods, from even in the Quran, you know, the the, the way we encourage to eat um, halal and tab. And if you look at that and and you break it down, um, it says eat from the earth, and that means natural. So a lot of the times in today's, um, you know, fast-paced world, we're eating um processed foods and we're losing the nutrients that our body requires so taking care of our nutrition um is the next step uh then you have s for sunlight uh our circadian rhythms are governed by the sunlight um many of us don't even follow that so if we look at the fact that we have to get up for to and Fujir, if you expose yourself to that very first rays of light um you know just post-fidger, as the sun is rising, for even 15 minutes, the levels of melatonin in our body is significant enough for us to have a good night's sleep that night. So, subhanAllah, it really is, it's such a benefit. If we look at our body in terms of circadian rhythms and you think about when we eat, if we eat during sunlight hours only, the body is like a like a furnace almost like like a railway engine and and as long as that fire is burning, which is the sun you're, you have energy within your body. So if we can stop eating by Maghreb time the the body then has time to let all its functions run its course and clear out for the next day. so then we have the rest period which is after Isha and we're going to sleeping and we're, or we're meditating or we're reading our Quran, those are your quiet times, your dark times, your melatonin is transformed because of the sunlight we received in the, in the morning. Um, your body switches off, the engine is shut down because of um, l- less light, because there's no sunlight anymore. So if we look at all of these and we look at how the body operates and if we can fall into those rhythms, wallahi, our health improves automatically. The next one is W for water, and I mean we all know hydration, water. Um, you know, even during COVID times, uh, a lot of people um, were getting sick. They were having respiratory issues. So again, breathing comes into you know into play. Um, water is such an important because on a cellular level, if your cells are hydrated, they can function. Um, if you exercise, you, you release, um, you perspire, you release all the toxins that needs to be replaced into the muscles. So drinking your water and be- being hydrated intracellularly automatically keeps the body functional because dehydration is one of the first things that causes illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then the, second last one is exercise obviously movement of the body of the limbs a 30-minute walk on a daily basis does so much wonders for our system um aerobically for the heart for the muscles for the movement of blood which oxygenates you know all the cells SubhanAllah, just a 30-minute walk, uh, we underestimate the value of it. It doesn't have to be intense exercise. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, uh, many intervals of exercise. You don't have to pay uh, gym membership fees that are exorbitant. Literally a 30-minute walk on a daily basis and, and a brisk walk. You know and you can you can move it up as you feel more comfortable um to to more time if you feel that you require that but that form of exercise as a basic is is one of the 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 magical things we can do for our physical bodies and then Mm -hmm last but not least is rest and i think in today's day and age we really do not take um the old adage of early to bed early to rise seriously because rest is one of the most important as i said if we work on circadian rhythms if we take into account that the body functions during sunlight hours like an engine and when it's darkness then melatonin sets in and that's when we need to rest if between six and eight hours of rest um, is so important for the bodily functions to to slow down um, for the mind to reset for the entire body to do its detoxification process and to reset itself to begin again for the next day um we, we would actually pay more heed to the amount of rest that we actually get. I mean, I myself am guilty, and I know this, because when I run on fumes of three hours of sleep due to project deadlines, you feel it. You actually you feel mentally fatigued. Um, you feel emotionally drained to a point where any level of stress just tweaks your emotions into chaos. Um, so that's the importance of rest. And... Um, it, within rest itself there's there's so much to explore um because we have rhythms of sleep as well so like we wake up to blaring alarms but we don't realize that if we backtrack on that we'll actually wake up in a natural state of r- peace and restfulness where we feel so much more alert if we just time our 90 minute cycles of sleep and go to sleep exactly Um, At the time that gives you like three 90-minute cycles or four 90-minute cycles, you will wake up so rested and so refreshed you won't even need an alarm.
0: Mm. Oh, that sounds very, very tempting. I think anything that should be a motivation to all of us to, to focus more on rest uh like you mentioned that was beautiful so i just want to go through with you again coach um these are this um these terms you said answer so a is air the breathing n is nutrition s is sunlight w is water e is exercise and r is rest correct Oh, that's so comprehensive beautiful i think what i'm going to do is thinking out loud i'm going to put that up as a post it up on the fridge so i see that until that starts uh, you know i'm taking the action to to implement
1: them definitely as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: self-awareness yeah. and, and yeah. compassion to begin your self-care mm-hmm.
0: absolutely
1: so There's another topic that comes
0: up for for many women. And other than the word stress is the word control. Many of us shy away from the word. We deny that we're trying to control things. or Yeah, but we talk about regaining control of our lives. Um, In terms of self-care, where does that fit in, this idea of having control and practicing better self-care?
1: okay so um (laughs) control that is um it's a huge thing and many of us don't realize how much we want to be in control and how much stress that actually causes us um the mind shift that i would introduce in terms of um so first of all it's once again back to a level of self-awareness if you have a self-awareness you'll notice your will to control things and to want things to fall into perfect place according to your plan but then again we remind ourselves that allah is the best of planners so we plan but he plans and his plan is the best plan so when we shift to that mindset we create um something called intentional living um if we have intentional living then we have our near So we make the intent for something to be, but we're open to whatever the outcome may be, because that then becomes acceptance of Allah's plan. That then gives you um, an EQ fitness level, which means that if anything does deviate from your perceived intention, you, you, you can very easily say, Alhamdulillah, by the will of Allah, and you'll have curiosity and wonder to say, by the by the miracle of Allah, things actually worked out in my favor. <sighs> so that 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 small mind shift, that just you know small pivot, can give you so much resilience, can give you so much um, of peace, um, you know, to just know that as much as we want to be in control we are never in control so we can make the near for something but if we accept that allah is the best of planners even when things go wrong our qadr is always for our best interest
0: subhanallah
1: so, so true so true yes
0: yeah. As soon as we're talking to Nazneen Mukaddam, Nazneen is a is an author, a coach, motivational speaker, an unschooler and a digital nomad. We're talking to Nazneen today about self-care and we are learning and unlearning with her today some amazing perspectives on what self care truly means. If you missed any part of this uh, interview any earlier part of it. Remember, the program will be up on podcast on our website. Do expect delays as many of our team members do take annual leave in late December, early January. But by the third week of January, our podcast will all be up online again, inshallah. Nazneen, let's talk a bit about our social interactions and um, yeah, our, so- our social well being. What would you say are some ways that we can improve our health and our
1: well-being through our social interactions? Um, we are social creatures by habit. We have been created in tribes and um this is uh, the name, like Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala created Adam Alayhi Islam, but he created Hawa Alayhi as his companion. So um, being social is very much a part of our nature. It's, um, it's like part of the fabric of who we are. So like I was saying earlier, there are several um, facets to self-care. They start obviously with the mind-body-heart, which is 3D wellness. That is what we can see and manage but then it extends further into your your spiritual, your environmental, um, your recreational, and then obviously your social. And I like to combine recreational and social when we talk about that. And the reason for that is because a lot of the time when we talk about our social ties, it's within our family and then extended family and then community, um, you know, and then a larger scale into the rest of the world. Uh, Case in point is current events, which is um, how we're all being affected by the war in Gaza. And I can't say that without choking up. May Allah grant them all peace, inshallah. Um, So on a social level, how that benefits us is, like I said earlier with self-care, it's how we live well, and it's how we have compassion and grace for ourselves, but it's also how we recharge or refuel. And if you think about... um, a simple thing like you know our mobile phones we utilize them on a consistent basis but they they need to be put down at some point for recharging otherwise the battery runs flat and they're of no use and so us as social creatures have the same um, requirement and and when I was younger the phrase no man is an island used to always um, like really freaked me out because I enjoyed my alone time. You know, it was like solace for me. But then I realized that there's something called balance. So as much as you have your solitude, um, you know, and that's for your spirituality, for your soul. Um, you still, for your heart, your mind, your body, need your social interactions and your recreational time. And I I, I have a quote which says, and it, this is something that I'm also pursuing in terms of the way I live my life, which is to Infuse joy into every moment, right? And if we can just take that simple statement, infuse joy into every moment, and then go back one step into intentional living. We are making the niyat that we want to be joyous, that we want our spirits to be uplifted. We want our hearts to be happy. And again, going back to a sunnah, a smile, is the simplest sunnah and if you put a smile on your dial not only do you uplift a muslim brother or a sister that you greet with a smile but automatically your own immune system your own body responds in a positive way and therefore it's that easy to infuse joy into every moment so if we jump <laughs> and, and expand
0: in I said, that's very interesting, the topic of joy that you mentioned, because I think for many women who are just always in that go, go, go mode and very busy, joy is the last thing on their mind. It's about taking care of everyone else and then somehow thinking, okay, I have a small piece left for myself, but joy is something that many don't um, look towards. It's so refreshing
1: to hear, joy, yeah. So then, if we expand on that into our social interaction and our social ties, um, the mere interaction of greeting somebody with a smile already already creates a social connection. Um, you're greeting someone with the greeting of peace. You're smiling at them. You've fulfilled a sunnah. You've made someone's heart happy. Um, I mean, you could be walking past somebody that may be having you know drudgery throughout their life and your simple smile and greeting um can put a spin on that a positive spin on it for them where the entire day then changes because they've now smiled in response and so the positivity that their mind and body emanates then attracts you know good things towards them and so you've changed somebody's life um further to that is you know, social interactions with our own family, that means joyful time with your spouse, with your children, with your siblings, with your parents, um, and making time for that. I mean, as, as, as a community, as, as a Muslim community, we know that um, get-togethers are actually filled with barakah. So, you know, when we come together, there's going to be barakah in all forms. There'll be barakah in the time, there'll be barakah in the activities, there'll be barakah, you know, and growth in muhabbat, in the the relations. So, the social interactions are actually a part of self-care because of that. So, if we engage in games and healthy activities, and we pray our salah together, just think of all the barakah in that alone and how that expands not only your personal well-being but then your families your spouses your parents your siblings your extended community if we go to um you know picnics and uh the broader functions that are held within our communities so there's there's a space for for every part of that in our lives and when when we handle our lives in terms of um doing everything with a near of doing good and pleasing Allah, then we will find that there is time for everything. And if we're doing it with a sunnah of a smile and infusing joy, then the barakah is just, it's expanding, you know, phenomenally. And I mentioned game and I'd like to give you for that uh, acronym as well, a a saying. So game, G-A-M-E, gratitude is an attitude, that creates multitude and expansion. Oh, wow. And that's so much based on the Quranic
0: lens. SubhanAllah. Yeah, mashallah. Game, wow, beautiful. How do we, Nazi, now take this into our workplace? So you've taken us through the link between physical and mental health when it comes to our self-care about how to understand and navigate control and then socially. But when it comes to the workplace where some of us are in a physical workplace some of us may be in an online or a hybrid work situation how does yeah I suppose what are the repercussions of us not taking care of ourselves when it comes to us showing up or not showing up on a professional level?
1: So, if we think of it in terms of self-care, um, one of the first things I will have to say is boundaries. And I know when we say that word, usually people get the heckled up about it, but boundaries are, are measures that we put in place um, for our own self-care. So it it, it literally comes back to, again, self-awareness and treating yourself with compassion and and grace. So if you want to live well, then obviously there needs to be boundaries in place where there is um, time allotted for work, time allotted for uh, personal um, family life as well as for social life and um, our spiritual life. Obviously, overarches all of that like an umbrella. So when it comes to your work life and your boundaries, you need to have clear parameters. Um, a lot of us don't um, take into consideration time management. And if we do Islamic time management and your day runs on, um, like I've said, circadian rhythms and then your Salah and your Quran reading, um, you know, then, then you will find slots in between um, those and your work hours to make sure that you're running um, you know, balanced and with your boundaries. So for instance, if you know, but like for instance, with our conversation right now, um, both of us will be having our next Salah, which is um, Zohor coming up. And so we need to have boundaries in place knowing that, okay, we need to respect the time uh, for the next Salah. We need to have preparation time for it. So we, we scheduled this call to make sure that that will be applicable for us. Um, mm. So so work life has now been scheduled, but it comes to an end to make time for spirituality. Thereafter, following will be lunch, family time, uh, kids time, or back to work until you get home. And, or your asr salah, or your maghrib salah, however your life is paced. And whether you're in a physical workspace or whether you're in a hybrid or even a remote work, at the end of the day, it literally comes down to your personal boundaries. It comes down to respect for yourself, um, compassion for yourself um and also just making sure that you are you're very self-aware in terms of where you're overstepping and not making time for family or not making time for your spirituality um and to make sure that that gets remedied before it runs into a rat um you know where where We've become so toxic that we become workaholics or, you know, we don't spend time with the family or once you've done, you know, working, you need to decompress. And so you like zone out and watch TV or series or whatever else, uh, you know, we do, which also brings me to a point of, you know, uh, digital well-being. But that's a different point. So so we need to look at boundaries um, the same way we do with our body which is when we're taking care of our body, our physical body, our mental well-being, we have something called uh, detox and elimination. And I find that um, there comes a point where you actually really need to put those boundaries in place because you need to eliminate the need for overwork. And again, it comes back to amanat. Yes, your risk uh, is an amanat, but overworking and taking time away from family and from your salah um, puts you in... The red for Mm. contributing to your work. So, we need to find that balance and we need to find the awareness to realize and then to pivot and to, you know, fix with the flexibility and the resilience to understand that we have, um, you know, the intelligence to to make those um, paradigm shifts.
0: Inshallah. Yes, we have. We have
1: definitely.
0: We have a lot of our listeners who will listen to the program later on, on as a podcast, and many who are in different journeys and different seasons of their lives. For some of us, it will mean that the time that this program is, they will be getting ready to go back to work, whether that's online or in person. I'm wondering what advice you may have to those returning to work soon on how they can maintain
1: a healthy Um, if we take everything that we've discussed into um, consideration, I would say, um, one of the things that we can do to find that balance is an introspection prior to going back to work. What did you do? What were your behaviors, um, that you really didn't, um, find joy in um, that stressed you out that took away your peace um, that you wish to correct so it's a mindfulness exercise um, to recognize those behaviors to become aware of them to label them um, and then to understand you know like what what was it that caused that and then Mm -hmm. to to innovate and improve By making incremental changes. And I think people, um, you know, when they hear the word change, they obviously, um, you know, have their backs up because, oh my God, change is so scary. But the thing is, change is not that scary if we do it incrementally. So we don't want big, massive changes. One thing at a time, one small step, and don't compromise on your values. So if we look at behavior, behavior is driven by values. So if you've sidestepped your values, then you've overstepped. Uh, with your behavior and you've become excessive in one area which is work or being lackadaisical so if we want that balance again we start with intention um, mm-hmm. make sure that we have you know we approach life um, wholeheartedly um, We we live in reality which is that we are the only ones who can make the change because we are the only ones who know our lives and our lifestyles so mm-hmm. if we if we are compassionate to ourselves and we do the introspection and we look at the behaviors and we understand what needs to change and then we we make a list every day so today um, after fajr I want to increase my tilawatul quran or I want to increase my tasbih or I want to today after my tea time or my tea break at work I want to make sure um, you know that I call my kids or that I if the kids are at school and if you're in an office environment, um, I want to take time out and I want to um, make my salatul duha Whatever it may be, it's a personal choice, but it's something that if, if it's underpinned by your values, it'll be easy for you to put into practice. So if we create a plan for, for self-care, it starts with looking at your habits, um, looking at your values, seeing what mm-hmm. your needs are, um, and then seeing what you need to install in order to practice your values so that you remain on schedule and then to create that schedule for yourself. Um, one of the things I do is I use my calendar on my phone and all my salar times have an alarm on it. Um, yeah. Like my, my zuhur is appended to my lunchtime So that's an hour um, My fajr and my journaling work And my tilawat um, quran Are all appended in the morning um, Then my exercise after fajr So it's all on my calendar The alarms go off It's scheduled I, I cannot ignore it Unless obviously there's prior commitments And then we have to adjust And have to do an evening instead But it's it's all personal choice And like I say If you create the plan based on um, an introspection, it would be very easy for you to be able to in- incrementally make um, changes to, to become the person you want to be and to live the life you want to live. Control. Mm-hmm.
0: Live the life you want to live. It's all about those personal choices and changes. That's beautiful. Yeah. Often I think coming back to the topic of control, we somehow uh, hand over a lot of that to others and we shirk our own responsibilities, the own amana or trust that Allah has given us, all the intelligence that you mentioned earlier. We have to make those better choices, more informed choices, and choices that are ours um, and not dictated by others, because we are the ones living our
1: life, right? Very truly, and we are the ones who will stand in front of Allah um, for our reckoning too. For sure, for sure, absolutely.
0: Um, Nazneen, our listeners, if they were to get in touch with you or your line of work or your publications, how are they able to do so? If you could share with us any of those contact details that you feel safe sharing.
1: Sure. Um, if people want to reach out to me, um, I do offer um, pro bono sessions um, where I can walk people through any um, thing that they're struggling with, inshallah um they can email me on wellbeingcoachfm at gmail.com okay so
0: they could email you at the address and let let you know that they would like to contact you is that yeah sure. okay Awesome. That will be perfect, inshallah. Tell us one thing that you're looking forward to in 2024 in terms of the work that you do, the way that you support um, and coach people. What's the one thing you're looking forward to for 2024?
1: Uh, For me, in 2024, um, there is... I think a lot that I want to do in terms of getting uh, knowledge out there, um, writing more articles, um, publishing more works, which I haven't really um, been doing. Um, I'm also looking forward to creating a program, um, inshallah, for intentional living, as well as uh, 3D and 5D wellness, um, which takes into account a lot of what we've spoken about today, um, you know, and the the process and, mindfulness and how we you know just move through all of that um to create the meaning in our lives and um yeah i think my 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 one quote of you know infusing joy into every moment to make that a living example inshallah
0: Insha'Allah. Amin, Ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfill all your needs and all your ambitions and continue to use you as a means to provide hope and enrichment for many, many more, please, insha'Allah. Ameen. Ameen. It's been so refreshing hearing from you. Lots for me personally to think about, lots of food for thought, lots to reflect on and to work towards building and structuring the type of year that I would like to have the commission of Allah, the choices that I can make um, and, and the responsibility that I can and must take for my life and I'm certain that that will be the same for our listeners who are listening to the program and the podcast thereafter as well JazakAllah khairan for your time today with us Nazid for sharing and gifting us uh, from your wisdom and from your experiences as well JazakAllah khairan and we look forward to connecting with you again in 2024 Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi Wa, wa
1: rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
0: We were speaking to Nazneen Mukaddam, digital nomad, unschooler, author coach and motivational speaker, all about self-care on many different aspects in our lives and how we can implement that. If you missed this interview, you can play back to the podcast. That will be on radioislam.org.za. Do note a slight delay in our podcast being uploaded because team members are on holiday, so the program will be uploaded in the second half, inshallah, of January. And so we'll meet again in another program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.